Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Whether this is her first Mother's Day or her 40th, she deserves more. Shop tons of stunning on-trend jewelry for every budget at Diamonds Direct. Diamond fashion jewelry, beautiful birthstones, everyday pearls starting at just $200. Commemorate the real loves of her life with a gorgeous pendant featuring the birthstone of the one who made her mom. This Mother's Day, Diamonds Direct is everything you need to say thank you. Diamonds Direct, your love, our passion. Online at DiamondsDirect.com. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Kate Berlant. I'm Jacqueline Novak. And this is Poog. An ongoing conversation about wellness between two obsessive friends. Two untamable intellects. This is our hobby. This is our hell. This is our naked desire for free products. This, this is Poog. Today's topics, loosely speaking, innards, autopsies, popcorn lung. So the episode you're about to hear is our organs episode. We started talking about something else, and then we found our way onto organs because I think we both have a fascination with the question of the interior of the body versus the outside, the exterior. The conversation, as it always does here in Poog, wandered into other areas, like for example, into the fact that I shared a gynecologist with my mother for many years. Shout out to George, miss you, he retired recently. Yeah, but we do we do focus around the around the organs in this, so have fun. Enjoy the episode. I have a lot of questions about organs I'd like to raise to you. <laughs> Not that you'll necessarily have the answers, but I'm curious what your perceptions are. It, you know, almost an exploration of our ignorance. I love um, that. I certainly don't go towards much organ talk, honestly, when I'm looking for wellness, because I always want stuff. I'm usually looking for metaphysical 
wellness type shit. I don't come here for the organ stuff, really. By the way, by the way, <laughs> I'm sending my friend's mother a picture of the lipospheric vitamin C that I swear by. Oh, my God. I bought the lipospheric vitamin B because you recommended it Holy so much. shit. Guess who's not taking it a single time? Which, which one? The vitamin C? <sighs> no, I've, I, I, I was taking that day. a bit. Well, the lipospheric vitamin C comes in like a, what would you say the consistency is? Comes in little packets. Horse cum. <laughs> It's <laughs> the consistency. Bright orange, which is, thank God. It's like just absolutely disgusting. You chase it down in water. Now, do you put it, How do you, do you squirt it in your mouth? Absolutely not. I have never been to war. I don't do that. <laughs> you I say put chase it into with water. A, That's why I Sorry, I, like I didn't mean shot. chase. I made the mistake. I misspoke. <laughs> I dump it in a little water and then I shoot it back so I don't taste it at all. <laughs> now, another question. Do you do it in a full-size glass? Because it can get kind of stuck. Not. Glad okay, you asked. What, I did it. I do it in like two tablespoons of water. But what cup? A regular size cup? No, a small cup. Okay. You know what I've been using? A tiny ramekin. That's crazy because I almost <laughs> used a, a weird tiny jar this morning. <laughs> <laughs> because it's like the taste isn't horrible. Does your does the vitamin B one? I can't remember. Does it have a different taste? Yeah, it's a little worse. Even if you can believe it. <laughs> How are you today? Well, I actually am experiencing some pain in a new area, which is always immediately takes me to that. I have six months to live <laughs> some tenderness above my right hip bone. It hurts. It came yeah. out of nowhere. Is it my, it's not, I've had, it's not my ovaries. Yeah. I don't think Appen I don't know appendix. Can you believe how much we just don't know about our bodies? Like all I have is my body. All literally <laughs> all I am made up of is the flesh and the organs. Like it's, it's, it rules my every day, my every moment. It's, it's going to kill me one day. I don't know anything. I don't know what's inside my own body. Like, like I'm pointing at this area. I'm like, ow. No, and no, I'm no. like, <laughs> where I don't, I'm not even sure where my stomach truly no, is. No, I, and I only hesitate because I, I want to like, I, I'm embarrassed to say like, almost like I have a bit because it's the fear that later you'd hear it. You know what I mean? And think I'm, and then I'm faking like <laughs> well, the casual do you mean conversation. You're famously <laughs> hysterical bit. That I think about of just bodies of how like all the information's in the face. Oh my God. I forgot about that. It's so funny. It's so funny. That's, well, ow. That, see it hurts. But, but specifically to what you were saying, Okay, and actually, I'm going to make a note so I don't forget. Um, I'll make a note because it's my goal, my act, honey. So we might have competing acts. Oh, okay? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but specifically what you're saying, okay, is one mm -hmm. of my about not knowing what's going on inside of your body is one of my obsessions. Like my, okay, I wish that I could crack it open every day. <laughs> I would, I would like one, I'm always trying to feel my organs through my skin. And, but, oh. but the like the quote unquote bit is... <laughs> We're in our bodies, right? They're filled with organs. And yet we're yeah. trapped via our eyes and our senses on merely the outside of, of this container, okay? If, if our body's a house, it's like yeah. we're in an upper level staring out a window and we can't, we can't turn around and look inside the house. We're staring out of the house. Okay. And then, oh and then God. like, the, it's like, hey, want to see inside your own house? Okay, we'll send someone in with a camera. Like the fact that you can't turn your eyeballs around and look inside. Like we have no access to, you know, isn't that, it's great. Thank you. It's crazy. It really is insane. Like here I am. And even just to not have the knowledge, like school should just be about your body. My God. Like, how yeah. is there not like 
It's like, oh, I'm in the fifth grade. So now I understand. Like, how was there not like, I mean, don't even get me started on the mystery of the vagina and how the vagina is literally yeah. just like, talk about a house you can't see. I mean, that's the basement. Oh, yeah. That's facing And, and even down. the people that can see it, they're like, we don't really want to see it or talk about it. No, nothing but a hand mirror. All school should be is learning about your organs. <laughs> like, I can't believe here I am, 33 years old, basically 32, seeing as I just turned 33 <laughs> and the year is deducted due to COVID. Um, so I'm 32 years old and I, I don't even know where this pain's coming from. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know what I always wish relatedly that I could stick my hands in, okay, and then sort of massage the mm. um, the track, the digestive track. Okay, yeah. like a like a sausage casing. If you were trying to squeeze the sausage out of the casing, but like pushing oh. it out, like. like but yeah. I'm like, I feel like it needs manual manipulation. You know, to like get I the crans. I want to do a whole episode on stomach massage. Oh yeah, and I've gone over the top with it. With you know, rolling around on a soccer ball, a small, Ooh. a child's soccer ball, <laughs> laying on top of it. You like, Ooh. I heard this like medical intuitive talk about how, like, most women, that's really all they need to cure the bloating. What? You know, versus my oh, ongoing God, prayers. Wait, I have something to say about your appendix, possibly. I, I'm not saying it. Wait, I know you know this and I don't. It's lower right. Which is where you're hurting, right? Or are you. Oh, uh, shit. No, let me, let me look up where. By the way, I look up I know where's it's the lower appendix. Right. Every six oh. months, it's it's definitely lower right, lower right abdomen. Oh okay. god! But do you know a couple things? One, okay, <sighs> fuck. Do you know what the appendix is? Because and what appendicitis no. is? You're gonna be, you're gonna lose your mind when I tell you. Why? Because it's about poop. Oh no, I didn't mean that specifically. Although oh. <laughs> it, although it kind of is, I guess. Oh okay. shit! But it's one of these things. It's um and like if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But I'm pretty sure I'm right. Okay. If you look, and you can look right now, but if you look at a uh, model of your <coughs> organs. <coughs> Sorry, it said that appendicitis, the pain gets worse if you cough. Wait. <coughs> yep. Well, there's a positive. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Wait, I feel like, though, that the pain. By the way, if it's appendicitis, I go in, I get a little surgery. Yeah. I'm fine. It's so not, it's not yet appendicitis, okay? Um, because I believe. Like people who are not in tune with their body and ignore all manner of pain, like, like, like I think you're really doubled over. Well, that's the thing. I think if in like you know six hours, it's like yeah. way worse. But than... here's here's what I understand about the appendix. Okay, much like an appendix in a book, wow, an appended little section. Okay, that's like attached. Basically, and and if you if you Google now the organs, like which is also one of my. Do you know I'm googling internal anatomy near constantly okay i'm just like what does it look like inside my neck over here like because i'm massaging it and i'm just like i know this is the sternocleidomastoid muscle okay whoa okay and we'll, we'll do it oh we're doing it we're definitely gonna do a whole episode on trigger points um so the appendix is like this tiny little tiny little room off of the hallway that is the the digestive tract i guess i can't uh -oh. what's what is it large intestine small intestine i forget which one yeah but it's literally like it looks like a little curl. If you Google no, it, you'll it be shocked. It connects the large intestine to the small intestine. But the, and I think it might be near like the ileocele valve. Wow, Jacqueline. Yeah, I think it's by that valve. There's like a tiny vestibule. And basically, I heard that appendicitis uh -oh. or red is like shit gets stuck in there <gasps> Stop. and like infects. Oh. 
Well, bitch, we all know that must be me as the one, as the woman who never shits. Right. Although, I don't, I never hear people saying avoid appendicitis, like by making sure your digestion, like I feel like it's it's very good point. Very good point. Yeah. Never once. I don't have appendicitis. No, (sighs) no, absolutely not. You jump to illnesses and like, and I fanned the flames because I was so excited to give you the information because I just think it's really funny that like the appendix is not some interesting organ. It's just like a little room. It's like a little like storage under the stairs kind of thing. It's disgusting. It's a hall closet from hell. Yeah. But I do think because I had a friend who had like stomach. She was like, ow. And then it was three days later and she went to the doctor and they were like, oh, we need to completely operate on you like this afternoon it was appendicitis will you an emergency google the thing about if you press down on it and release does it hurt more well that i remember my dad always telling me that to make me feel better okay appendicitis test appendicitis test quick test (laughs) appendicitis pushing test (laughs) or something pain pressure most practitioners push on the lower left quadrant to see where the patient what? what complaints of pain? Wait, what? And I'm dizzy. Okay. Um, testing my medical <laughs> intuition. I don't feel like you have that. I don't either. I think it's just, and that's the that's the other thing. It's so insane about having a body is that it just hurts sometimes, right? right? Like there are just pains and weird sensations. Like every now and then you're gonna get dizzy or you're gonna like feel right. the like all this stuff and that's just normal. Right, right. See, I, one of my pastimes is investigating any ailment, even if it's not an ailment that is a problem. Cause I just want to know why. So it's like, you know, house sounds. The wood settling or whatever. <laughs> the wood settling, the pipes doing whatever they do. And it's sort of like, maybe it's almost like that with the body. But I always want to know, cause I'm like, there's a, mm. there's a reason. And I'm curious. So I'm like, What's in it? What's one of the ones? I, and I just yeah, like this is Googling. an actual like. There's something going on here, right? It's not severe it's pain, but there's something going on, and it's going on right there. And so it's like, you know, and it could be all manner of things. But yeah, I just you know, I remember when I was a kid once in the doctor's office, like a f- basic physical, and I tried to remember like, oh, what are the things that are bothering me? Because I feel like you forget when you're actually there. And I said, yeah, that like my eyebrow bone, basically, kind of when I like pressed on it. I mean, and I don't mean like really, it was just like, I noticed like my eyebrow bone, there was like a place where it hurt and it felt like there was a bump. Okay. And, and I hate this. I was like, so when I press on my eyebrow, it hurts. And he's like, so don't press on your eyebrow. Like literally, I'm like, you're a doctor. How dare you? Yeah, of course. How dare you give the like, so don't press on it thing. Like, I just, I don't know, like this down home, like fifties kind of wisdom yeah i just think is rude because i actually think like the whole thing with the stigma the stigma of looking shit up on the internet and over researching and like patients today you know they come in with a list of illnesses they think they had from webmd webmd is the worst thing ever fuck you like literally yeah, yeah. like how dare you how dare you be a gatekeeper to knowledge and and even more than a gatekeeper to knowledge like insist that just that you're on the cutting edge when i have no reason to believe you're on the cutting edge Exactly. You come exactly. you come home after a long day of tapping people on the knee with a rubber hammer. <laughs> and and I don't think you're reading up in the medical journals at night. They certainly are. You're watching 
house, just like all of us. Hate to be the bearer of bad news, but we have to slip away for a commercial break. But don't worry, we'll be back. Can I rant for a sec? Please. Pay apps are way too public. What happened? Some rando hearted a payment from five months ago, and I realized people can see my entire history, who I'm paying, like full names. It's super weird. Yeah, it's weird. How are you paying your friends then? Apple Cash. It's all in messages. You can literally send cash like a text, and it stays between friends. Random people can't see it. Did you just pay me a dollar on Apple Cash? <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time. Absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature, and of course... We'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, to live and die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent. 
telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. The war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Now, back into the conversation. I've never had a true doctor that's like, that's my doctor. Yeah. Except post-pediatrician, I haven't had like a doctor that's like, I'm like, this is my doctor. You do, don't you? Don't you have like doctors that you love? So tra- tragically, my gynecologist who I loved retired and called me at the beginning of COVID no. to break the news to me. No. Huh? Yeah. Love you, George. And then <laughs> I had this guy in Santa Monica who I love because he's available on weekends Wow. Doesn't take my insurance, so I don't go to him really unless it's something really yeah. urgent. I once went to him because I was convinced there was a tampon inside me. There, of course, was no tampon. And they didn't even charge Can't me. Can't you touch I made... your own cervix? Like, aren't your fingers long enough to get your own cervix? So listen, I used oh, you to thought be much more in? phobic. And okay. I was too phobic to like go inside, go rooting around inside yeah. my vagina. Yeah, yeah. And I was like looking in my vagina being like, that's a tampon. <laughs> <laughs> and I made such a, I like, clowned so hard for them in the office my god that they were like hey get out of here right they didn't charge me <gasps> and i like tap dance like i like tap dance backwards out of the no you yeah, clown your office. way out of a bill i clown my way out because of a bill. they were like they were like she's so pathetic we're she's not like gonna running. charge her for like checking for a tampon we're not gonna charge her for the fact that she's yeah but anyway but i have that doctor who i love because i'll call him and i've called him so many times being worried about something and he's like you're fine or he's like, but I like it because he doesn't diminish my concern. Yeah, he that's, doesn't that's treat me nice. like a hysterical woman in the forties. Yeah, you know? yes. he's not like take a quaalude, darling. Yeah, like he like or like stop presenting your sister in law. You know, like yeah, or he's like, like, like sex, the secrets like in your husband's come. Yeah, <laughs> two tablespoons a night for eighteen day. You know, it's like no. Well, I, yeah, I, I I always love the like, you know, I know we discussed the like those huge like industrial. Um, steam engine vibrators that were like medical instruments <laughs> yeah and they like yeah. they made them and then like i love like the verb masturbate as a um whatever transitive verb like they masturbate you, you yeah. know what I'm oh christ oh christ <laughs> there's something also like terribly erotic about that i mean what kind of doctor are you picturing in that scenario a hot one or not even really it's just the role. Unfortunately, no. Unfortunately, I don't even see the face of the doctor. It's just <laughs> the professional hierarchy. <laughs> <laughs> right, just in, in pure concept, in pure abstraction. Wait, wait. But since you grew up around here, do you share doctors with your parents? You know what I'm saying? Is it like... Oh, yeah. Well, I was good. I was waiting to reveal my gynecologist was my mother's gynecologist. It's <laughs> very <laughs> like, you know, like we're like... It's cozy. Everyone's, yeah, it's, it's classically cozy. I mean, is there, have you ever been like, does my vagina look like my mother's or, or do you know fully? No. It's a really intimate question, I guess. No, I haven't asked. But you know what I mean? No, of course. Like, and does I, I he asked. remember them all? Okay. But also to be fair, she went to him, but he wasn't her gynecologist at the same time. He was mine. Right. 
No, but I expect him to remember every vaginal face. Well, here's what I love. I love the like small talk on the how's your parents and da da da. And like, wow. I know I went to elementary school with his son. So I get to ask about his son. I know his wife's name. And like, do you, do you I call seen him George or doctor or whatever? Yeah, George. I just imagining like in the store. I would call to make an appointment and kind of be like, does George have anything? I kind of like to really lean into that. <laughs> like, the family the friend. Comfort of him. I mean, truly, I was rocked when he retired. I was so yeah. sad. Have you begun investigating? Well, here's what's funny. So he was like, there's somebody here. And I always was like, it's kind of wild. I don't have a woman gynecologist. Yeah. But he was like, there's this guy here. Everyone loves him. You know, he, you can just move right on over to him. So I, of course, being myself, have called him like three times with vaginal concerns. Really? There were nothing. Just being like, I thought I had a UTI for the first time. And yeah. Went on to like a small antibiotic. I think maybe I actually did. And I think he's gay. Oh, so this is another man. Yeah, but it, but I was thrilled. And wow. I was Because just the way we were talking on the phone, I was like, this is crazy. We were like laughing. And, I, you know, like wow. he just see, he sounded gay. And then the way we were hitting it off, I was like, well, he's officially gay because we're like hitting it off talking about my, my UTI. Like, I'm like, okay, what would it be like for me in my mind without having met this guy to have <clears> a, a gay male gynecologist? Like in my mind, the male gynecologist who is straight might have some appreciation. Yeah. Okay. Like, but, and that's what bothers me about the straight male performing on me. Oh yeah. It's a nightmare. Okay. That he like, he like has opinions about vaginas kind of like that, that are personal. Yeah. Now the gay (laughs) doctor, okay. Looking at me, I'm just like, is he disgusted? Right, right, right. Like he's never like had like, like he's never like loved the scent (laughs) <laughs> in his personal life <laughs> you know like like not only but it's like it's like it's like you're bad either way so then it's like there is something like inherently perverse about a straight man becoming a gynecologist yeah and i feel like we're we're, we're i mean is there not i'm sorry is there no. not <laughs> i feel like we're all supposed to be yeah like they're doctors well the they're insistence doctors. on being like well it's medical it's no, like exactly the straight male gynecologist can't be like i love pussy and like I, it honestly is great just to like see them all day and smell them for centuries. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like you can't say no, that you have to be like, it's just a piece of meat. No. Yeah. You know, on the table. And it's like, I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what I want. Cause then, you know, there's also the thing if like v- vagina is being looked at by someone with a vagina. Right. Right. They can claim they love all kinds. Like they can claim they know all kinds, but like on some level, are they like, oh yeah, like I think my vagina is better than this one. Totally, totally. I mean, that's I know that's. I mean, I, of course, these are psychotic, and all the doctors who were at a dinner party would assure us that it's not the case. But then when we left the party, maybe they'd be like, well, I mean, totally. I mean, that's why I feel like a lesbian gynecologist is kind of great because yeah, we would hope that she hasn't. She doesn't just like hate her vagina and all vaginas in the way that even as a, as a, someone who has a vagina, but I've hated it for years (laughs) 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 or, you know what I mean? Just like, but now. No, the pressure, the pressure to love it at the same time and be like, it's beautiful. Like, you know, is oppressive in its own way. I mean, absolutely. I'm like, no, it's tastes like rat poison sometimes yeah <laughs> oh you know what's funny about rat poison it's called rodenticide okay kind of like pesticide 
Uh-huh. Like you'll see it like in the subways in New York, there'd be these signs like, right, you know, sure. caution, rodenticide. And I always thought this was funny, like the idea like that it's both, it's the word in theory, both for the product and mm-hmm. the murder itself. Like homicide, <laughs> rodenticide, yeah. like you're committing, committing rodenticide. Well, oh, the pain hurts when I laugh, guys. But that is definitely something that could be uh, muscle strain. I mean, that's why people love, I that's think. possible. I did do an ab workout yesterday. It just don't you feel like it should be both sides then? Not to. Yeah. No, it should be symmetrical. God damn it. That's another weird thing about the body. The fact that it's symmetrical. I mean, basically. Oh, that is so weird. Like it's kind of like goofy and embarrassing. And then like, but then it's not completely symmetrical. Like the fact that the heart's a little bit over. How? Ew. How is it a little bit over? <laughs> like, it's really like how, like why? If it's like the power center of the blood, shouldn't it be dead center? Straight there. Yeah. And if anything, a, l- it should a be little straight lower. in the middle. I had this like big revelation where I was like, wait, are all the organs held together? Literally just the way things in a very packed suitcase are. Bless you. <laughs> Something made me, maybe it was an autopsy. Okay. And boy, oh, oh I love. Held together like a tight suitcase. Okay. okay. Like, like they're just kind of resting on each other and like sort of, <laughs> sort of like held in place just by the fact that like the, like, you know, heart isn't going to, it's just kind of tight. And so it's not going to just like slip down in front of the. So scary. They're just stacked. Because for, because <laughs> for example, like a hernia, I think, isn't that like. When it's like twisted. I thought it was that it's bursting through the wall. Oh, ew. I mean, it's like when they're like, yeah, it's like a kink in the hose or whatever. <laughs> it's like, oh, no, Kill you know, no, 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 this no. is a big one. You're going to die. So like another thing that fascinates me about the in- interior is like, okay, I'm pretty sure I. So have you ever seen like, like in a horrifying, like either like war movie or whatever, basically like the viscera. Okay. Like basically when the the endless tubes of, of the digestive tract are like spilling out of the body. Okay. Yeah. And I'm like looking at it and it's like those, you know, they're like, it's a mile <laughs> long or whatever. Like it's of course not a mile, but they're like, did you know the small intestine is one mile long can reach from the moon um, to the, to the <laughs> earth and back a third. Um, That's what they always say. They're like, if you unravel your intestine, it goes yeah. to the moon back. <laughs> <laughs> and so it's like, it's like, okay. But like literally like the discovery that I had, cause I was like, okay, is it a spiral? Like, is it spiraling? Is it a spiraling tube? You know, like mm-hmm. what's the order? And like somewhere, maybe this was like, I forget who told me this was like, <laughs> no, it's literally just the small intestine is just stuffed in there. Like the yarn that you didn't wind up. Like it's just stuffed in there. Like, and so like the soldiers, it would be like the, the uh, like on the triage of the civil war like they're spilling out and they just like stuff them back in and sew them up oh my god like there's god. no order to the way that um that the small intestine it's is just arranged and that could be an Stop. absolute myth well you heard it here first it, which is important to me myths on poog are huge completely unrelated but um so the listeners understand jacqueline and i are seeing each other right now on zoom we see each other mm, yeah lately i've been having because of you know doing all these zooms mm-hmm. I keep having this paranoid urge to whoever I'm zooming with, make sure they know my address so that if a murderer comes in no. and starts killing me. That is or so if I funny. pass out out of frame, if I'm just like talking, I'm like, oh, and I pass out. You're panicking. Panicking and screaming. <laughs> well, I watched a horror movie last night called Host. But what if you had my address and you could just be like, she's there. No, Go absolutely. And I, I think I do have your address specifically. But it's funny because <laughs> like you never had that concern about like, 
the phone. Like you could be murdered while on the phone with someone and having the address <laughs> would be useful. But like, I know what you mean. It's sort of like up the chances. Just, ha- you know, you could just hang it behind you on like the wall behind you. Ugh. Just the. Am I dizzy? I can't tell if it's. Hunger? I can't tell if it's the fear of the appendicitis, the, the record breaking heat, the hunger. <laughs> I feel like you're fine. Okay. Even just hearing that helps. Sorry to pull you out of the flow of this conversation, but it is time for an ad break, and Kate and I will be in prayer during that time. Looking for some amazing TV to stream? Sink into your couch and indulge with the hits on Hulu you can't miss. We're talking some of the greatest comedies of all time, absolute must-watch shows. Dive in with Barney, Ted, Robin, and the crew in How I Met Your Mother. All nine seasons of How I Met Your Mother are now streaming on Hulu. Don't want to find out how he met their mother? Then go back with the Dunphys, the Pritchetts, and the Pritchett-Tuckers in Modern Family. Start over with the Roses on Schitt's Creek. And see what's up in the Kyle household, in My Wife and Kids. We're talking every episode and every season of these shows. We're talking huge hits streaming on Hulu whenever you're in the mood. Can you even watch all this? We think so. Head on over to Hulu and start streaming today. Now we're talking. Bean Dad, The Dress. 30 to 50 feral hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus, where every week I take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who were they? What made them so notorious? Why did the internet choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? I'll be talking to internet historians, experts, and yes, the main characters themselves to get a fuller picture. Because I think that even outside individual experiences, a character of the day tells us something about how the internet worked at that time and how the attention economy developed into the freaky three-headed dragon it is today. Together, we probably won't be able to properly log out, but we can take a walk down scary internet memory lane and see one day a little more clearly. Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hello, acclaimed comics writer and notorious Scott Summers hater, Rosie Knight. Well, hello, Emmy-winning podcaster and totally unbiased Targaryen royal supporter, Jason Concepcion. Rosie, somehow the X-Ray Vision podcast has returned. It feels so good. It does. And like always, we'll be here every week covering the wide world of TV, movies, comics, and geek culture. That's right. We'll be talking about Batman, heroes of that stature. And of course, we'll be inviting our friends in the industry to come geek out with us and share stories. We'll hear from TV writers, from actors, comics creators, pop culture critics, and more. Nothing is off the table because geek culture is pop culture. And we can't wait to share our love of it all with you every single week. Listen to X-Ray Vision on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Neil Strauss, host of the Tenderfoot TV true crime podcast, To Live and Die in L.A. I'm here to tell you about the new podcast I've been undercover investigating for the last year and a half. It's called To Die For. Here's a clip. All these girls were sent out into the world and they were told, try to meet important men, try to attach yourself to important men. The voice you're hearing is a Russian model agent telling me about spies sent out to seduce men with political power. 
the war in Ukraine is also being fought by all these girls that are all over important cities. For the first time, a military-trained seduction spy reveals how the Russian government turned sex and love into a deadly weapon. If you want to kill your target, it's easy. You just seduce him, take him somewhere, start having sex, and then he's very vulnerable, so you can kill him easily. To Die For is available now. Listen for free on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Poog. We're going to drop you right back in. Where were we? Do you like, I love, and I've done this, watched surgery like online or uh, surgery or autopsies. No. It's like. That's give, not my thing at all. That's so, honey. So you don't want to know. <laughs> I do not want to watch surgeries. No. No, I'm just curious why. I know that's normal. I'm just like still curious to hear why. Like y- your response is normal. I don't like like Dr. Pimple Popper and that kind of thing. Like I'm so not into that. Ew, like, I'm not into that. I don't think of myself as squeamish, but apparently I am. What this is revealing is that I am squeamish. I don't enjoy. I'm too much of a hypochondriac for that. I have too yeah. many concerns. I just to me, you know, the, the interior of the body is 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 a frontier. And Absolutely. I'm annoyed the doctors and, and the autopsy folks get to see it. And like I would love to just go in a room with a forensic whatever and just take out every organ. Like literally unpack oh my God. Unpack the body. Like I want to hold a liver. Let's get you in there. I bet you could shadow a surgeon. Let's <laughs> get you in there. Shadowing a surgeon like as a civilian. <laughs> oh, you know what I think is funny about doctors? Because <laughs> actually when you said that, I'm picturing you. Reason. I'm actually picturing you sort of like... <laughs> Like dancing, like like you know what I mean, like 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 shadowing them to a point of extreme choreography, like every move they make, <laughs> and also like no, I would be like so excited. I'd bring grain bowls for the whole surgery team. My one of my favorite shows of all time was Doctor Bodden on HBO. He's like this major autopsy guy. Anyway, he would do these like cold cases, but sometimes he'd dig out the bones. And then I was watching some surgeries. Like I don't want pimple popping disgusts me. The interior of the body pretty much doesn't disgust me. Like, I don't know why. It's like, it's almost like it seems clean to me. Like it's clean because it's never seen the outside world. No, it is clean. It's it's so clean. Maybe that's the ultimate horror. How could something so clean be so obscene, so <laughs> sully? Well, I was like, also I'm fascinated by, I mean, it becomes a metaphysical question. Like, that's me. 
Mm-hmm. You know, like, like l- if you could look at your own liver and just be like, where is my soul? <laughs> the fact that like we only from the neck down experience the sense of, of uh, feel. That's like the bit I think you're referring to, which is like the senses are crowded above the neck, <laughs> literally everything. And then from the neck down, Jacqueline. from the neck down, nothing but feel from the neck down, a sensate, nothing but a sensate blob. It's so like, can you believe it? Funny. Also, you know, it is outrageous. Can you believe the feet don't have an orifice? What do you mean? Okay. So we got an orifice at one end, yeah. meaning like the mouth, the ears, the eyes. Yeah. We got an orifice at the middle point. Yeah. Asshole. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Urethra, et cetera. Are you familiar? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then head to the other end, nothing. It's true. So that it's like, is wild. It's a dead end down there. But it's there. also good. It would be disgusting if like, you know. If there was a hole if on there was your a hole, foot. Dead center. But like, I don't know. I'm just, that's another thing. My G spot's in the arch of my foot. So (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking, like, and I'm really curious if you have any sort of known misperceptions or like how you picture the interior of your body. Because obviously we know basically the anatomy, right? But when you swallow, okay, and something's going down, right? You have a visualization for that. Like, if you're talking about, like, oh, there's something stuck in my throat, I feel it. Like, like yeah. you have something that comes to mind or when it's like, ooh, that like, like you just ate that and it landed in your stomach. I'm curious, like what you're picturing, because I feel like some of my shit I got from the movie Inner Space, which was with Martin Short and, and never uh, seen it. Quaid it. goes inside the I can see the cover the body. He gets kind of small, but he's like riding around in there. And the stomach is like this pot of neon green acid bile. I almost always thought that was an exaggeration, but I mean, have you ever thrown up literal bile? No, shockingly. Okay. One time I did and I was in Russia and I, I ate some bacon wrapped salmon or something. Okay. It was, and, and became profoundly food poisoned. Ugh. Missed my, missed my flight back to America. Oh my I, cause God. Cause I couldn't move. I was like delirious. Like it was the 1700s lying in a bed and I threw up so majorly to the point where I threw up and this acidic, like it had, it was a, it was a medium green and had a neon quality to it. And I was like, oh my God, I can't believe something, there's something neon green Wow, in my body. Wow. So, you know, you've seen me, I choke like every time I drink um, anything and I choke on my own saliva and shit always goes down the wrong tube. Okay? I love how you're saying that. Like, I know that about you. No, I did I not feel- know that you choke on everything. <laughs> <laughs> Well, one of my biggest fears as a child, choking. Yeah. Because of the movie Hello Again with Shelley Long. She chokes on a never chicken ball. And Veda Saltonfuss choked on a chicken bone. Wait, what did you just say? <laughs> my girl, Veda Saltonfuss. Oh, it was on Salt a bone. Fuss. Chicken bone? Yeah. So like, Ugh. when you feel like, you know, when you feel like something hasn't gone down, like, where are you picturing yes. it? What are you seeing in your head? Do you see the esophagus? I just see like a fleshy red tube. I think that that is like pretty accurate. But like, here's my question. Because like when you accidentally, whatever, aspirate something, like when you, a little water goes down the wrong tube. Yeah. What's happening there <laughs> is like you're swallowing. And then the thing could either go down the esophagus right. or it could go down towards the lungs. Oh, okay? God. Yeah, I know. What the hell is going on? Why are those two things next to each other? Those two holes? How could there be a hole that goes to your lungs and a hole that goes to the right place? Yeah. <laughs> and like, and like, you better hope that when you swallow, you've just like knocked it down towards the right basketball net 
so I don't have like sausage in my lungs. <laughs> it's disgusting. Or, and then like for some reason I realized that I was picturing like choking like as though something stuck in the esophagus. And it's like, no, when you choke, no, it's in, it's the, in lung. the lung hole. No, Jacqueline. And that's really disturbing. And then I'm So how do you get that out if you choke on a little piece of popcorn? I guess... It's in there till the day you fucking die. <laughs> well, it's interesting because there is popcorn lung. You know, yeah. Remember, <laughs> remember popcorn lung. It was no. like it was like. First of all, everyone was very excited about popcorn. I feel like in two thousand six, okay, as a health snack. Once they got the butters out of it, I remember a teacher in college. Oh, I want to talk about teachers or the people that made you suddenly consider that you were fat or were you fat oh, or made you God. aware of your body. Because I had a flashback to in the seventh grade, my teacher. I made some comment and she went, well, that's why you can wear spaghetti straps. And I literally didn't know what she was talking about. I was my arms and I was like, wait, my arms, I can wear spaghetti straps, but you can't. Oh why? Oh my God. I must have thin arms. Like it was devastating. Which by, by like when, like, I hate that, like where the positive it's compliment evil. reveals, at the, the positive compliment that they see as a positive compliment reveals that, that they see a like binary or a spectrum of goodness and badness that you will be judged upon, not mm -hmm. only in that area, but in a thousand. It was like my one, maybe my first real memory of like being my body being judged in that way and valued as being good because it was thin. And then I, we also had a math teacher and we went on like a school hike. And I remember her being like, can't you feel the pounds melting away? No. Yes. So beyond fucked up. All girls school. Sorry, I completely you cannot... got off track. What were no, we talking no, no, no. about but, but popcorn long, I just wanted to say... <laughs> And I don't, oh, but there was a whatever really quick. <laughs> yeah, a professor yeah. at my college was like, well, like the freshman fifteen, and she was like, "Girls, like eat popcorn." Oh my god! She was like, "If you want a snack, just eat popcorn." And that was two thousand five. So popcorn was like major for ten years. Like I remember, like me and my parents, like I mean, it still is. I'm just saying my personal journey, but like me and my parents eating like so much of it, like like every night. Okay, and mm -hmm. and it was like it's healthy because I think it's like pretty. F the high fiber and it's like voluminous, you know, you get to eat this big thing and it's the calories, right. whatever. So it was like, seemed like this miracle. Okay. Once they got like the, like art of, you know, the butter out of it. But then there was a rumor a couple of years ago, but it was something about like the steam that comes out of the popcorn bag. Okay. Of course. It was almost like that air was like destroying people's lungs <laughs> over the years. <laughs> It's like worse than secondhand smoke. I mean, I'm making that up, but like, let me just check. I, that is so funny. I wonder if it's like the toxic, the bag opens and popcorn it's like. Popcorn lung. I'm going to write popcorn lung real. <laughs> okay. Popcorn lung is the nickname for bronchiolitis <laughs> obliterans. <laughs> that, obliterans? <laughs> yeah, which I'm so definitely going to get that into my vocabulary for other usage. Um, that's a condition that dam damages your lungs' smallest airways and makes you cough and feel short of breath. It's sometimes caused by breathing in a chemical used to flavor microwave popcorn. Okay. Oh my God. Popcorn lung is real. And then people are saying, now there's like popcorn lung via Juul. Like the same thing is happening with like vaping or something. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I wonder what happens. I'm going to quickly Google. What happens when you uh, aspirate food? When food, drink, or stomach contents make their way into your lungs, they can damage the tissues there. Can, it can be severe, increases risk of pneumonia, 
trying to think if I've ever inhaled anything like truly. Like, do you ever like I'm inhale like having a fly? trouble breathing? Oh, is this giving you like profound anxiety? It's like giving me popcorn lung. You do not have popcorn lung. <sighs> I know. I know. <laughs> like I'm just hungry. <laughs> but yeah, I'm really like, I'm really like confused by, and I look, this is one of the things I look up, that whole area, the like ENT, ear, nose, throat area. I'm constantly looking up different angles. I've downloaded anatomy apps like, and just like to like take a tour through the body. <laughs> but like, are you ready? This <laughs> one's going to, so like, I want to give you, it's, it's like, okay, the nose, right? I always think of inhaling as air going from the nostril like up. Right. Up, where the hell does it, where does it go? Up the length of the nose, like up. And then it's like into you. Okay. But it goes down. No, it, well, it goes straight. <laughs> it goes straight back. You're going to be shocked. Don't you think of the nostrils as like the, the, the beginning of two vertical tubes? Yes. 100%. And it is not. They're holes. It's, it's more like Ew. two hallways headed backwards. Oh God, I'm having a full body. I have so much body anxiety today. No, and I don't want to contribute because like, there are God, things that... I'm tired. It must just be the heat. <coughs> Doing the cough test. It hurts, man. But ah. I, I definitely think that's also true of muscular. I know. This feels more intestinal. It could still be intestinal. That'd be Absolutely. Okay, right? Yeah. I, I mean, <laughs> as usual, danger. Um dangerous advice can you imagine if this accelerates to full appendicitis and we do a remote poog of me in the hospital i really hope not i think okay are you massaging the area at all what do you mean massaging i mean i'm touching it kind no of but like i'm like if there was something sort of stuck i'm not yelping out in pain yeah. no i meant like massage like what if you're just like you know what if there's just like something in there yeah. <laughs> that you need to push further down the line i don't think i'm gonna be able to massage no, that, it <laughs> you can sometimes well, there it was. You dipped in. You dipped in. And here we are out. <laughs> you dipped in, and here we are back out. It's been has been weeks. Has been months since we recorded that. I know. I think so. No COVID clue. was raging. It continues to rage with no end in sight. Oh, you know what? Post recording, I realized I, I did some googling. They're not just held together like um, like socks in a, a suitcase. <laughs> the organs and the um, viscera, the you know the intestine. It is. I, in it, I believe that they're just randomly stuck in there, smushed yeah. in there, and they are. But they're not just completely free floating. They are tied, Thank God. I believe, by fascia. You and fascia. The connective tissue. Yeah. <laughs> to the back wall of the abdomen, or, you know, the back wall. Ew, I don't want to talk about the back wall. Oh, God, that truly just made me so nauseous. Just the idea of a back wall. Actually, there is no back wall. Okay, thank you. Be God. comforted, because I just realized as I was saying it, there's a spine, there's whatever, but oh. the fascia is holding it in some capacity. That was one thing I learned. And then I really don't think I could ever give birth. Just like you saying back wall, just like my <laughs> knees just became jello. And I, the epidural I would want and I would scream right. for it. Yeah. But could I ever get it? Because what's so scary is that, isn't it like they inject you in, into the spine Yeah. and you can't move? This is what's so scary when they give you an epidural. It's like that classic image of like the woman gripping her burly <laughs> husband <laughs> as she gets the epidural. <laughs> Because they have to steady her because if she moves, like, she can be paralyzed. And so, no. Oh, when, by the when way, that like never happens. Yeah, apparently that's right, like, the needle slips. It basically it's never happens. Near the spine. But it's so scary. Spine stuff. Nope. I just, oh God. And yeah, I just don't, um, I don't know if I'll ever be able to do it. Well, for our, despite our episode obviously being, you know, diving into the body in this one way. 
I mean, there is a lot more to talk about. Like a we didn't even more. hit on the spine in this episode. Oh no, example. we're gonna the we'll spine do a spine ep. Is huge, you know. So so I think that was just a taste. Ew. Sorry, I'm just like now thinking about like I get so like physically anxious thinking about the inside of my body. Do you know how big the liver is? It's Ew. huge. Ew. <laughs> I knew that would upset you. What do you, you mean? It's really big, as far as I can tell. Okay, compare it to something. I think it's like bigger than a T-bone. <laughs> and I say that because a T-bone is a combo of a ribeye and the medallion. You know what? Beef. That actually okay. That actually sounds right. I feel like I have seen depictions of the liver. That the liver is like stretching across. Heinous. I mean, which makes sense because it's it's <laughs> it's like a big sponge. I think. I mean, that's not how it works. I don't know. See, we still have but a lot of questions, to, and that's it why has we. To, it has to process out. Right. The liver. Oh, you'll ruin your liver if you drink. The liver right. processes the whatever, the whatever, yeah, the whatever. The There's filter. a whole it's the liver's filter. big. I say episode per organ at some point. Whoa. At least this is a jumping off. Totally, totally. To go liver, which connects to anger, which connects to bile, which oh, connects God. to what processes the fat. People think it's in the stomach, but it's actually the glycogen or whatever. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Okay, okay, okay. I just we, I Google anatomy at night and I will continue to. And I think this was a great foray. This was great. More organs to come. Hope you enjoyed. All right. Okay. This has been great. Bye. Love you. That was Poog. If you enjoyed Poog, please subscribe, rate, and review. If not, we will press charges. Bean Dad, The Dress, 30 to 50 Feral Hogs. If you knew what any of those were, you spend too much time online. And hey, I do too. 16th Minute of Fame is a new weekly podcast hosted by me, Jamie Loftus. And every week we take a closer look at an internet character of the day. Who are they? What made them so notorious? How did the internet or the algorithm choose them? And what does a person do when they're suddenly confronted with more attention than the human psyche can handle? Listen to 16th Minute of Fame on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes, that it's not a waste that everything you've done has built you to where you are now. This is She Pivots the podcast where we explore the inspiring pivots women have made and dig deeper into the personal reasons behind them. Join me, Emily Tish sussman every Wednesday on She Pivots. Listen to She Pivots on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Saleha Mosin, and I've covered economic policy for years and reported on how it impacts people across the United States. In 2016, I saw how voters were leaning towards Trump and how so many Americans felt misunderstood by Washington. So I started The Big Take DC. We dig into how money, politics, and power shape government and the consequences for voters. With new episodes every Thursday, you can listen to The Big Take DC on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden-Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there. Every week on Talk Easy with Sam Fragoso, I invite an artist, writer, or politician to come to the table and speak from the heart 
in ways you probably haven't heard from them before. Some of my favorites are with Tom Hanks, Questlove, and Kate Blanchett. In recent weeks, I had talked to actor Dan Levy, director Ava DuVernay, and the editor of The New Yorker, David Remnick. You can listen to Talk Easy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.